0: post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today welcome to previously on a podcast series created to help you through some of the most complex yet brilliant television ever made peaky blinders season two episode six It's Derby Day at Epsom Races. Thomas pens a letter to the editor of the New York Times regarding the upcoming assassination, declaring his family innocent of any involvement. He adds that he's working for the Crown, who he believes intend to kill him once the mission is complete, and names Campbell as the man responsible. He hands the letter to Ada with orders to post it should anything happen to him. As Thomas prepares to leave, Ada's housemate James joins him, much to Ada's concern. In prison, Arthur's informed he's being released as all witnesses have withdrawn statements against him. In Camden Town, Thomas meets Alfie at his distillery. James waits outside. As he's led through the warehouse, Thomas stops to tie his shoelaces near some barrels. Arthur leaves jail and is picked up by Johnny Dogs who informs him he's got to make a phone call. At Alfie's desk, the phone rings and Thomas answers. It's Arthur breaking the news he's a free man. Alfie then asks what he gets in return. He's presented with the export license the Peaky Blinders were granted by Churchill. Unhappy with only 20% of the take, Alfie passes Thomas a fresh contract that hands him 100% of all the Peaky Blinders businesses, declaring it non negotiable. Thomas then plays his ace. He mentions he has an associate waiting at the door, aka James, and that his man is an anarchist. He then mentions he stopped to tie his lace, a fact confirmed by Alfie's man, and whilst doing so, placed a hand grenade under one of the barrels with a wire trip. He states that if he doesn't walk out of the door on the stroke of seven, the grenade is triggered by the associate, and thanks to some highly combustible rum, everyone's going to get blown to hell. Obviously unsettled, Alfie places a gun into the hand of his man with orders to go outside and kill the associate. Thomas mentions that anyone but him walking through the door, and boom. Alfie seems to call his bluff, but is reminded that Thomas blew up his own pub and makes a sudden U-turn offering new terms of 65%. No deal. No deal. Alfie's man panics and is slapped by the boss and then sent to sit in the corner. Alfie backtracks again and suggests 45%, eventually settling on 35 and not being blown up. Thomas then leaves with James in tow. Back in Birmingham, Polly places a huge wad of cash in front of Michael, telling him to leave and start a new life in London. Elsewhere in a quiet countryside location, Campbell meets men of the Ulster Volunteer Force ordering them to kill Thomas once the assassination has been carried out. En route to Epsom, Thomas lays out the plans to his men. He explains he's going to create a diversion to occupy the police while they take over Sabini's racetrack licences. Arthur questions the diversion, but is told to trust his brother. In the Epsom stables, Thomas meets with May. They kiss, and he tells her whatever happens today, it was good, adding he'll find her later, but his tone really worries her. We see Sabini arrive, and we also see Field Marshal Henry Russell enjoying a drink in uniform. When he leaves... Thomas follows. As Thomas continues to stalk his target, he's surprised by the arrival of Grace. She breaks the news that she's pregnant with his child. He states he has to make her husband believe it is his and frantically tells her he has things to do and will see her afterwards. She declares her love for him and they arrange to meet once the race is run. Lizzie meets with Thomas and he beckons her to follow him. Her belief that she's there to work as his secretary crumbles when she's told her job is to distract the field marshal and take him somewhere private. She's rightly angry, but agrees on the basis that Thomas gets to her before things get physical. Outside, the blinder crew get themselves into position to strike at Sabini's men. Inside, Lizzie attracts the attention of the field marshal and makes her move. An announcement that the Derby's due to start clears the bar, leaving only Thomas and Campbell behind. Campbell wonders if an element of respect might be grown between them, but then quashes the idea. Thomas reveals Grace told him she loves him, and all Campbell got was a bullet and a cane. Before he leaves, adds that he knows what he did to Polly, and that by the end of the day one of them will be dead and waking up in hell tomorrow. Lizzie's in the stables with the field marshal. He begins to place his hands on her and demands she undress. When she resists, he gets aggressive. As Thomas makes his way to the scene, his plan hits a snag when the police stop him passing through an area, and in the stables Lizzie is sexually assaulted. Thomas storms in late with the pistol, but it jams as he fires and a fistfight breaks out, with Thomas coming second best. The field marshal begins to gouge his eye out, when suddenly Thomas manages to push the marshal's own pistol away. It fires and puts a bullet through the skull of the field marshal. Thomas fires the gun into the air, leaves and informs officers a soldier is lying dead, causing the diversion the blinders have been waiting for. The Peaky Blinders take Sabini's race pitches by force. A short time later, Thomas welcomes Sabini to a seat at his table. He breaks the news that his blinder crew are burning Sabini's licences as they speak and adds that Sabini made a mistake breaking a promise to Alfie and that's why the Peaky Blinders and the Jewish gangs are back in business. Sabini stands and breaks a bottle, preparing to attack Thomas when police burst in. In a surprising twist, they grab Thomas and drag him out, leading him to a van and declaring him a prisoner of the Ulster Volunteer Force. The van departs, leaving only Thomas's cap on the ground. Elsewhere, May approaches Grace, introduces herself as his horse trainer. The meeting's pretty frosty and ends as Grace reminds May that the horse was named after her. Campbell's on the phone getting the story of events straight with Churchill when Polly approaches. She enters the booth and draws a gun. He suggests she wouldn't shoot him in such a public place, but she reminds him that all the police are around the King. He attempts to talk his way out, but revenge is served when she pulls the trigger, leaving him dying on the floor as she strolls away. In the aftermath of the day, John comforts Lizzie under the false belief she was working to make a few extra quid. Arthur begins to question where Thomas is. Cut to the back of the van. It comes to a stop and the doors swing to an open landscape of quiet countryside, three men in a ready-dug grave. Calm, Thomas appears resigned to his fate and asks for a cigarette. He talks about Grace, who he loves, in a mix of acceptance and anger that he got so close to having everything. He drops to his knees, readying himself for death. When one of his executioners suddenly shoots the other two men dead. He states to a shocked Thomas that at some point in the future Mr Churchill will want to speak to him about a job. Thomas walks and stumbles from the scene in disbelief that he's still breathing. Shocked tears run down his face as the execution scene fades behind him. A celebration's underway. Drink flows as Arthur holds court toasting the Peaky Blinders and their unstoppable march. At the office, Michael lets Thomas know that he wants to stay a part of the business and make some real money. And Thomas informs Michael that he is planning to get married. Thanks for listening. Hope it's been helpful. Listen, if you've enjoyed this, I would love it if you subscribed. We've got loads more shows where this came from and we'd love you to join us for them. A five-star review wherever you get your podcasts from would also be absolutely fantastic. If you've got any feedback or ideas for a show that we should be covering, we'll almost certainly be doing the big ones, but you never know. There may be others that we've missed. Let us know. I'd love to hear from you over on Twitter. You can find us at Previous Podcast or just email us hello at previouslyon.co.uk. Previously On is presented by Jamie East and is a Daft Doris production.